Janice, star one to unmute. Sorry about that. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Friday. It is November 17th, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. And today we are reading from the forward to the third edition from the big book. And we are on page XXII. And we're going to read this forward in its entirety, beginning with by March 1976, when this edition through four paragraphs. All righty. Today, the big book readers for today will be 12 Steps, Matt M., The 12 Traditions, Betty W. And for our text, we have Hoodie R., Monica T., and Barbara E. Monica T. knows the route, <laughs> the drill, page 164, and Barbara will be our backup. Now, the share IDs for, I have two of them for you, five-digit numbers. One is for yesterday, which is Thursday, November 16th, 2017. And the 7 a.m. meetings, I, 7 a.m. meeting, share ID is 10682. That's 10,682. And the 10 a.m. yesterday, November 16th meeting is 10,684. That is 10684. And our newcomer greet is going to be Lauren N., and the host is Susie K. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole, our sole purpose, OA's tw- fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Matt M. to please read our 12 steps. Thank you, Janice, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., a compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Here are the 12 steps of the adapted for Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admit that we are powerless over food that our lives to become unmanageable. Two, Cain believes that power greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as understood him. Four, made a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask to remove our shortcomings. 
May the list of all persons we have hired be willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so or injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation and prove our conscious contact with God as we understood and praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry it out. And ten, having, twelve, excuse me, having had spiritual awakening as a result of these steps to try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Well, thank you, Matt. And you may want to just check your line. It seems a little gobbled. I hope that it's you and not mine. But anyway, um, I will now ask, please, uh, Betty W., if uh, she would please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Monica. Can you hear me? No. Yes, I can hear you. This is Janice M. No problem. like to be Monica. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? You are heard, yes. Betty W. I was ha- I was having a telephone issue. Sorry about that. No Good problem. morning, every. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. This is Betty W. from uh, Central New York, a compulsive eater. Uh, the twelve traditions of a of OA. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority: a loving God, as He may express Himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking. I'm sorry, to stop eating. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never to be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for allowing me to be of service. And And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Betty W. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. 
this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Well, today we're going to resume our study of the big book, and we're on page XXII, forward to the third edition, and we're going to have Hoodie read the entire forward, and we can comment on the entirety. Okay? And Hoodie, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Janice. Um, um, thank you for leading. My name is Hoodie R, and I am a compulsive overeater recovered today. When, by March 1976, forward to the third edition, by March 1976, when this edition went to, to the printer, the total worldwide membership of Alcoholics Anonymous was conservatively estimated at more than 1 million, with almost 28,000 groups meeting in over 90 countries. Surveys of groups in the United States and Canada indicate that AA is reaching out, not only to more and more people, but to our wider and wider range. Women now make up more than one-fourth of the membership. Among newer members, the proportion is nearly one-third. Seven percent of the the AAs surveyed are less than 30 years of age, among them many in their teens. The basic principles of the AA program, it appears, hold good for individuals with many different lifestyles, just as the program has brought recovery to those of many different nationalities. The 12 steps that summarize the program may be called Los Doce Pasos in one country, Les Dos Atapes in another, but they trace exactly the same path to recovery that was blazed by the earliest members of Alcoholics Anonymous. In spite of the great increase in the size and the span of this fellowship, at its core, it remains simple and personal. Each day, somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. And again, thank you so much for letting me read that. And I'm just thinking, you know, I'm thinking about where it says it, um, you know, how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. And here they exactly, no matter what lifestyle, you know, these basic principles, which include the steps, the traditions, the concepts in this program, it holds good for all individuals of different lifestyles, no matter if you're um, what, what race, what um, color, not what race, what religion, what, um, you know, you know, um, and um, no matter where you are, this program has brought recovery to so many people, and um, and it's it, but it all includes no matter what language it is, it's the, exactly the same path to recovery that these earliest members, Bill and Bob, and the first 100 have followed. Nothing changed. I don't have to reinvent the wheel any any longer. This this is the path. That appears, like it says in the doctor's opinion, I can rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. They share a common problem, and here we share a common solution. And at its core, it remains simple and personal. And that goes back, simple and personal, 
when Bill W. spoke to, when Bill spoke to Dr. Bob, at the, um, and Abby spoke to Bill, and Bill spoke, it's always one-on-one, carrying this message, sharing what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. And that is when recovery begins, when I no longer um, am doing this alone. This is a week program. We do it together, and um, and I could just continuously grow um, together, living, living these principles, living these basic principles. Simple, it's not easy. A price has to be paid. But each day, as I do the, do the walk, as I live in recovery for today um, and practice, practice this new way of life recovery begins um and recovery continues and i'm just so grateful to be on the line this morning as a recovered compulsive overeater i'm doing the deal learning to live life differently and just following the same exact path that those first members have trailed and they put it in paper we don't put it they put it in this book they printed it and um and i don't have to you know, try try it my way anymore because all my my way was failing me con- constantly. I kept trying and trying, and I fell flat on my face, fell deeper and deeper in that quicksand. And today, there is a way out. There is a way out, and you no longer have to do it yourself anymore. Just grab on, and we're walking together on this road to happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I pass. Mm. Right on, Hoodie. Okay, now we're open for comments on page XXII, forward to the third edition. Who would like to comment on the Matt whole? Matt That's B. Matt B. All right, Matt, I heard Matt M, and I heard somebody B. Beth B. Marie J. Wait a minute. Sarah G. Ginger C. Sarah J. Well, the thing is, you know, everybody is, okay, I hear, I just heard Matt M, and I heard somebody B. Who was that? Beth B. Beth okay. B. Okay, okay, Beth, got you now. Thank Beth you. B. And I heard Ginger C, and I heard Harlan. Sarah. I heard Sarah. Sarah, what was your last, first initial do? Sarah G. Okay, G. and then I heard Holland, and that's a good group right now, uh-huh. Holland G. All right. We'll have Matt M. Please go ahead, Matt. Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you very much, Janice, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. Compulsory Eater. It's amazing how much AA, every time a new division comes out, how much the uh, fellowship has grown by leaps and bounds. Over a million by 1976, and 28,000 crews meeting over 90 countries. It's amazing, and the cross the cross section is getting much more diverse there. You know, I can just imagine women one fourth and uh, different nationalities and faiths, and also I'm sure sexualities have been expressed. Like in the big book now, um, it's amazing how the basic principles can be can be like transferred to anyone as long as they're willing to read this book. It's just such an such awe inspiring that this is going on and. Uh, I wish that we had that same thing in L.A. because L.A. seems to be shrinking. Um, I wish we had that boom period that the A.A. seems to have have had. And I'm grateful that we do have a big book because it's really trying to teach me. It's teaching me what I need to do for my life to make my life better. I'm far from perfect. I'm no less than ever going to get there uh, where I want to be, but I'm willing to take it one day at a time. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Well, okay. Thank you, Matt. Okay, Beth B., it's your turn. 
Good morning, everyone. This is Beth B. from Charlottesville, Virginia. Thank you for your service, everyone. Um, the thing that's really standing out to me is, sure, uh, this, this, this fellowship grew uh, almost exponentially. And, but what that tells me is that there were a lot of people that were suffering and needed a solution to their problem. And it didn't matter what race they were, what creed, what sexuality. This disease does not discriminate. And to me, that tells me that, well, first of all, it's, it's, it's very comforting to know that I'm not alone. Because, you know, for many years, for me, I suffered alone. I didn't think anybody else had the same kind of thought patterns that I did, you know, uh, until I came into OA. But just reading these forwards, it's telling me that many people, whether they're alcoholic, addicted to food, whatever, share this common problem. And it doesn't matter what they are, who they are, where they come from. Uh, that's a very, very, very comforting fact to know we're not alone. And uh, another thing that uh, stands out to me is, and I get asked a lot when I'm talking to others on the phone, why, why can't I uh, reach out to people in my life that aren't in the program? Well, you, you certainly can, but, you know, I, I believe and have experienced that no one on this planet understands me the way you guys do, understands the thought process and understands where I am in today. And that is how the program grows. It grows between us as we share one-on-one -on -one this very similar experience that doesn't discriminate. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Beth B. Okay, Ginger C., your turn. Oh, good morning, Janice, and thank you so much for your service. I actually heard Marie J. before my name, so I'm going to pass and let her share. Okay. Marie J., are you available? Hi, this is Marie J. Did you hear me? I did. Oh, thanks. Sorry. Well, um, just told me who you are. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Um I, I don't get often to, to share on this line. It's so nice. Uh, it's kind of hard to get in. There's a lot of popularity here. And um, I just, uh, I'm so happy to be here. And this idea that, you know, we're following exactly the same path and recovery begins when we speak to each other. Um, you know, I, I'm thanking God every day for these vision meetings. And I'm, I attend the later one a little more often. Um, but last week on the Saturday meeting, I was the speaker, and this is a word-of-mouth meeting. It's not one that's publicized. It's not one that is, um, is out there on a website, and the, the, the meetings don't get saved. And when I'm learning about this and this program that's so fascinating and so wonderful is that it's like this little, this little web and one person talks to one person and it forwards to another and it forwards to another and it's a fairly new meeting and it's growing and growing and it's getting bigger and last Saturday night we had double the number of people that we had the weeks prior and we 
are all that it, it's just this little seed that gets planted and it's so exciting because this is happening as a result of all these vision meetings and and you know i got on a year and a half ago and and other people are getting introduced and we're getting more and more people and then the 10 o'clock meeting got started and that one is exploding and now we have this little monday wednesday and saturday meeting and that one is exploding and it's it's just word of mouth right now and the seed that gets planted is just so exciting because everybody is so hungry for this and everybody just like the um my husband was listening to um a talk about Dr. Bob, and in the 1950s, what he had said was um, that by the year 2000, we're going to have 100,000 people in this program. Oh my God, and look how exponentially bigger it is. It's just so explosive. And for OA, um, it's really exciting because we're getting real recovery out of this. And in the meeting last Saturday, after I was the speaker, I picked up a sponsor, somebody I didn't know, somebody I had never met, somebody I had never talked to. And then I got connected to additional people and that exploded. And all week I've been talking to other people because they heard me speak and something touched them and they called me. And now my God squad is so much bigger. And, you know, when we open up and we share, we begin the, the recovery process and then other people get to be in the recovery process. So it's just exciting how, how this thing just spreads and spreads and gets more and more exciting and we touch more and more lives and we get more and more recovery. So I'm very grateful to be here and thanks for letting me share. And thank you, Marie J. Okay, Ginger C. You want like to comment? It's your turn, Jesse. Oh, thank you so much, Janice. I didn't. I was going to pass, but um, I appreciate that. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, great. Good morning, and thank you for your service. This is Ginger C. Recovered in Colorado, and um, I love that we're in 1976. Boy, that was a bicentennial year, and that year was rocking. And um, and it blows me away to just look. You know, 37 years, we went from 100 members to 1 million in 37 years. And how did that all begin? It, it tells us clearly on the bottom of what we just read. It all begins, recovery begins, when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing their experience, strength, and hope. You know, and that's what's so exciting for me. Each and every day, you know, I get to get up and to start over and to go with God and see where God takes me. And I have no idea how God's going to use me today. But I know if I'm in good condition spiritually, I have a chance to touch another soul in a way that I never could before. Because I was all about ginger and I was all selfish and self-centered 24-7 thinking about me and what I was going to get or what I was going to lose. And now I get to be this other-centered person, being of maximum service. But, you know, the thing that really touched on me, because I was young in AA when I got sober, and I don't see many young members in OA, and uh, it just gives such hope, you know, that there's different bottoms for all of us. And one passage that I love, love, love in the 12 and 12, you know, it says that they were spared that last 10 or 15 years of literal hell 
the rest of us have gone through. And then on that, in this paragraph that we just read, it said some percent of the AA surveyed are less than 30 years of age, among them many in their teens. So my prayer and hope is that today's pain with your food can be enough pain. You know, you have to work it. If you put the fork down today, you have to work it just like the desperate and the drowning and the dying. But you can do it. This book is guaranteed to work. You just follow it clearly and you're surrendered and you're out of ideas and you let God come through you and start working for you. Because on page 30, it says, over any considerable period, we get worse, never better. This is a progressive illness. It will take you down. And I just hope that you don't have to keep digging that grave and and go to the bottom and the hell that many of us have had to go to. I think today's pain could be enough, and that's my prayer. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Ginger C. Okay, uh, Sarah. Oh, I don't know if it's C or G. I can't read my writing. It's your turn anyway. My name is Sarah G, as in good. Got it. Please go ahead. All right, thank you. uh, I'm a compulsive reader, anorexic and bulimic, recovered just for today. Um, contingent upon my spiritual condition. And I am, the thing that really struck out, stuck out for me was how widespread OA is today. And um, I used to go to world service, and the thing that really resonated for me and, and made me understand the width, the bro- broadness of this uh, disease was when other, when people got up and said the serenity prayer in different languages, Spanish, uh, Greek, you know, French, whatever. Um, And it just impacted me so deeply how pervasive this particular, and and I guess alcoholism as well, but, but my disease, how pervasive the food addiction is throughout the whole world. And, um, and it, You know, I don't think before that that I had a real clear-cut idea of how, um, you know, desperately people outside of the United States needed this program. And now I'm in Region 8, and in Region 8 we um, incorporate the uh, Central American and uh, South American uh, populations as well. And so we are... um, having uh, to deal, they're dealing with the English language, we're dealing with the Spanish language, and and it's, but even with that, um, you know, that difficulty, we are able to communicate, and uh, I just love that, 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 and then communication for me is the key. When I got out of myself and started talking about what was my problem and what was going on, that's when I began to get recovery. And um, I love that we're reading the forewords. I think there's a lot of information in them. Um, Even though it may not seem so, uh, the history is so important because as I've heard over and over again, if we fail to pay attention to it, then we're apt to to relive it. We're apt to, um, you know, do it over again. So with that, I pass. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Sarah G. And yes, thanks a lot for just a reminder to everyone, like was just done, and we keep uh, focusing on what was read. And thank you much. Okay, Harlan G., you're up. Thank you very much, Janice. I'm Harlan G., and I also want to thank Team Friday. Sorry, I want to thank Team Friday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. At the bottom of page 159 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it tells me something that points to the miracle that we just read about. It says a year and six months later, that would mean December of 36 or January of 37, depending upon how you want to look at it. Let's just call it January of 37. These three, that's Bill Dotson, Bill Wilson, and Dr. Bob Smith, had succeeded with seven more. That means that in 18 months of going to the Oxford group, remember AA had not splintered off yet. The big book was started in 37 and 30, written in 37 and 38, published in 39. So we're now coming up to that year of 1937 when the big book is going to get started. It hasn't been started yet. They've got 10 people. Seeing much of each other, scarce an evening passed when someone's home did not shelter a little gathering of men and women, happy in their release. Their release from what? Their release from alcoholism. Even though this was Oxford group, not all of them were alcoholics. These 10 were alcoholics, some in New York and some in Akron, and constantly thinking how they might present their discovery to some newcomer. In other words, they didn't sit around in their meetings and talk about nourishkeit, foolishness. They talked about their alcoholism, the problem of the allergy, the problem of the mental twist, and a solution in the spiritual awakening as the result of working the six-step program of the Oxford group at that time. In addition, not in place of, in addition to these casual get-togethers, it became customary to set apart one night a week for a meeting to be attended by anyone or everyone interested in a spiritual way of life. Aside from fellowship and sociability, the prime object was to provide a time and place where new people might bring their problems. Does that mean they're in there to boo-hoo about what's going on with their love life or their business life or their car wouldn't start if they had one, it was the height of the depression, whatever? No. Their problem was the problem of their alcoholism. Now let's go back to XXII, forward to the third edition. 39 years later, 1976, you've got a million people in AA, 28,000 groups. Why? Because the most important sentence in the book on page 88, it works. It really does. I have to stop trying to edit it and change it and modify it. It works as it's written and it's timeless and it's eternal. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you so much, Holland G. Okay, we're ready. Just as a reminder, we're on page XXII, and that's the forward to the third edition, and you can comment on the whole page. Who would like to comment next? Lisa B. Amanda S. Lisa B. Amanda S. Wendy C. Larry K. Uh, Wendy. What's the last first initial? B as in Bob. 
Yes. Hey. C. C is in Charles. Oh, I got it. Okay, okay, get that one. And one more. Who would like to be next? Kim G. Kim, certainly. All right, let's go with Lisa B. You're up. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And thank you, Janice, for your service. Um, What I wanted to talk about is where it says the basic principles of the AA program, it appears, hold good for individuals with many different lifestyles. Just as the program has brought recovery to those of many different nationalities. So um, the principles, the principles, the basic principles, and when I was reading in the AA 12 and 12 in the forward, it says AA's 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life can expel the obsession to drink and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And that's an incredible promise. So to go back to the forward, um, the basic principles. Like I always wondered, you know, what are the basic principles? Well, the principles are found in each step, and it's a result that will happen to me if I truly experience the step, each step, all the while being entirely abstinent, you know, building one step, first step, you know, all the way one through 12, doing all 12 steps entirely abstinent. That can happen to me, and it has happened to me. But the thing for me that made the difference is getting from my head to my heart and letting this work really become all of me, go all the way down to my toes. And I had to get out of my head. And you see, that I can't even do that myself. I had to just surrender every day to my higher power and do the work even though I wasn't feeling the effect of the work. You know, listen to my recovered fellows and listen to my um, big book guide and live in this book and studying each word, each line, you know, each paragraph and how I relate to it, getting a dictionary out and looking up the words and praying each morning to the God of my understanding, whatever I was able to connect with, to have um, eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive this message, the basic principles of the AA program. And the steps began to transform me. And these principles every day transform my life. It's a way of living that really works. So with that, I pass. Thank you. So much, Lisa B. Okay, Amanda S. Please. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Good morning. This is Amanda S. And I'm calling from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater. And when I read this preface with a sponsor, um, she shared with me that this shows that the program went viral and that really resonated with me, um, you know, in, in light of what happens currently with the internet um, was when something is just um, powerful or it resonates, then people share it. And um, this program went viral uh, because one alcoholic talked to another alcoholic and shared the hope of recovery. And I am so grateful that it expanded even beyond alcoholics to everyone who battles with any type of addiction. Um, Because this program went viral, um, I had hope and someone shared it with me and I was able to recover. And now I can share it with others who need that hope as well. And thank you for letting me share and I pass. 
And thank you, Amanda S. Okay, Larry K., you're up. Hi, Janice. Good morning. Um, Larry Kay, recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. You know what? What when, when I when I think about the history, when we read about the history, my mind went to some of the fads, FADS. You know that we've seen. You know this this isn't this program isn't uh, a faddish sort of movement. It's not a hula hoop. It's not a Rubik's cube. You know, these things, things come and go, right, in history. And there's been movements. There's been, in, in my field, in the field of psychology, there's been movements that come on and they come on real strong. And they come and they go and, and they're replaced by other things. See, what's different and what's unique about this, this program of action is that it works. And what worked some 80 years ago and more still works today in 2017 and, you know, I, I, I remember because, you know, this is Overeaters Anonymous, Anonymous and I remember coming here uh, trying all the, the diets, you know, and they all worked for a time. I could stop. I couldn't stay stopped, though. And I, whether it was grapefruit, uh, I can't tell you how many heads of cabbage I went in the store and bought because it was another cabbage soup diet, another cleanse, another this, another that. And they all worked for a time. And then, of course, you know, I'd be back into the food because it, did, it, it didn't change me. I, I, I wasn't inwardly restructured by cabbage soup. I'm not going to be inwardly restructured and brought into alignment, uh, you know, by, by a particular diet or medication or cleanse. This program of action, we need to be inwardly restructured, and that's what it did for me is, and it continues to do for me, because it's not an inward restructuring where you're brought into alignment with your higher power and then you're done. You're changed. The whole process is about change, and I didn't get that coming in. And I wonder if there's someone on the line that's still struggling with that, because I know I did for a long time. You know, what is this? What the heck is this? Because whatever it was, it didn't happen for me. Of course, I've never seen a person fail. I've, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to be the person who fails working this program of action if you follow it thoroughly. Oh, there was a caveat, wasn't there? I had to follow it thoroughly. Now, throw out the perfect. Your perfectionistic, you know, attitudes, throw that out because, you, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. But if you follow the pro you can follow a program imperfectly, but precisely. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought precisely meant perfectly. Those are not congruent statements. You follow a program of action imperfectly, but precisely. You follow the instructions in sequence, 1 through 12 precisely, and watch how you change. So grateful for this program. It changed me, changed me inwardly. And now I don't think the way I, I used to think. I don't feel the way I used to feel. And most certainly, I don't behave the way I used to behave. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you so much, Larry Kay. All right, Wendy C., it's your turn. Start Hi, this one. is Wendy C. from Las Vegas, Nevada. Hmm. Um, this is my first time sharing, and I'm a little nervous. 
Um, but I wanted to focus on the each day somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one of us talks to another, sharing experience, strength, and hope. I've been in these in, in and out of the face-to-face meetings for many, many years, and then I left about four years ago trying to do this in isolation on my own, and my... Uh, a friend of mine, after God, came to me one day and said, there's one emergency I have for you, just one, and that is to remember that I'm here with you each moment of every day. My friend, recovered friend, um, I said to her, what do I do now? She told me to go to 90 meetings in 90 days, and the answer would become clear to me. And so... Um, not having many face-to-face meetings to choose from. Um, I started listening to A Vision for You after a suggestion. And it's so obvious to me that um, this is a timeless program and it works because I've gone back and it's interesting to the very beginning of these um, when you first uh, started in, I think it was in November, um, and my meetings have caught up to exactly the same place that I came to actually participate in this meeting today. And I hear the same people sharing and I recovered people, obviously recovered. And that back then too, they were saying things and sharing the recovery that resonated with me. I began going to the meetings and, um, my, I've never really worked side by side. I'm not sponsoring yet, but with other uh, compulsive eaters. And that joy that I get from doing these steps and participating now more than ever before in meetings with others is what is keeping me abstinent. And it is what's keeping me focused and able to thoroughly work the program and it's keeping me recovered. I am just so grateful to the people that will meet with me and work with me and to the people that share on this line that keep this going. So it was here for me to come back to. And um, this is a very, this is stronger, the, the Vision for You meetings, person after person after person sharing, um, giving me hope. I just, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much. And thank you so much, uh, Wendy C. Glad to have your voice. Okay, Kim G., it's your turn. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm going to dovetail off that beautiful share of Wendy's there. Um, you know, experience, strength, and hope. You know, this is one way I think about it. Let's say, let's say I, I need some parenting help. So I'm going to go to a parenting meeting. And in that meeting... I hear people talking, and the first person talks about all the problems they're having with their husband, and their husband's really ticking them off. And the next person's talking about how hard work is, and their boss has given them a hard time. And the next person talks about how they're really fearful because their in-laws are coming and staying this weekend. And I, I might just raise my hand and say, excuse me, I thought I was in a parenting meeting. And they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, but you know what? My husband, my relationship with my husband affects my parenting. My, my job, I'm so stressed, and it affects my parenting. You know, my in-law's coming affects my parenting. And, and you know what? That might be true. 
But I came to that meeting because I need help with parenting. And if we dovetail that out to my, a lot of Overeaters Anonymous meetings I come to, I have to tell you, a lot of the meetings I go to, I know a lot about people's lives. People like to get current and tell you what's going on with their husbands and their jobs and their in-laws. But that doesn't help me with my compulsive overeating. So what are the experience? What's the experience we should be sharing in the meetings? Our experience with the 12 steps, our experience with the program of recovery. Not even my experience really with being a compulsive overeater. I don't know about you all, but I'm a darn good compulsive overeater. I don't really need any more tips and and how-tos of how to become a compulsive overeater. I need to learn experience about how to recover from this incredible disease called compulsive overeating. Now, so once again, to talk about experience, now I personally don't have any children, and I have a lot of opinions about kids. I have a lot of opinions when I see people and how they parent. And I have friends that tell me I have no right and to shut the heck up because I have no idea what it's like to be a parent. Same thing. If I have not done these steps, if I don't have an experience with these steps, you know, maybe it's my turn to be quiet. Maybe it's my turn to listen to the people in whom the problem has been solved. You know, I loved how Wendy brought up with, you know, on the strengths. I did the same thing this week for some reason. I went back and listened to some meetings from 2012. And what a joy it was to listen to people who I hear today. What a joy it is to hear people that have, been, have not only experienced with compulsive overeating for decades, but have experienced with, with recovery for decades. Because that is where the hope is. You know, I've been in OA since 1994. I had 17 years of temporary respite. I, I mentioned that, but what's going to give you the hope is the last seven years that I have been recovered. That's where the, the depth and the weight, that's where the, the true solution is. So when it talks about using that exactly the same path, what I often think about is what does the book say, not what my Kim's opinion is. When I am restless, irritable, discontent, where am I deviating from the clear-cut directions? And when I'm working with others, am I transmitting the directions or my opinions? What a joy this program is. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Kim G. Okay, we do have time for a good amount, maybe three people. Who would like to Good evening. Craig F. I hear Craig F. I hear it. Brianna S. And, and I hear Craig F. And I hear, um, who was after Craig? Brianna S. Brianna. All right, let's try these three. Okay, good morning, Arini. Good morning, Janice. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. So what makes something grow? I think it's having the right ingredients for it to grow, like plants, like meat, oxygen, sun, and water, and it grows. But if we remove the plant from the sun and we put it in the closet, it's not going to grow. It's going to die. So it's about connection. It says start, connection starts with one alcoholic talking to another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. There goes that word again, hope. So yummy. So people in a group grow with the right nutrition, the right support by identification and not comparison. We are connected and we are set on a path that is no longer our path, 
but the path of God. When we start diverting and creating our own paths, then we get detoured and disconnected, and the group then crumbles. I'm so grateful to be with all of you, my spiritual brothers and sisters, as one we trudge this road of happy destiny. This is the fellowship of the spirit. It doesn't matter you know, where everybody comes from, just as long as we're carrying the message. It's the same message. It's those basic principles that are universal, and they are honesty, hope, faith, courage, integrity, willingness, humility, self-discipline, love, perseverance, spiritual awareness, service, and sponsorship. So when we're connected in these principles, we walk the same path. We walk on God's path together, carrying the same message, being connected. Just by being connected, we become recovered and then we deliver the gift to others. And this is how we have been growing, and this is how we will continue to grow and thrive. Thank you, God. I pass. And thank you so much, Irini. Okay, Craig F., please go ahead. This is Craig F., recovered, recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was a little slow on my unmute draw there. Um, can you hear me now? I do. Okay, good. Thank you very much. I uh, want to focus on that last paragraph as well. Um, and I have that marked as one of the first promises uh, in, in the book. Uh, every day somewhere in the world, recovery begins. Uh, it's going to tell us how it begins, but uh, recovery begins. And I have that as a promise because I kind of read that as recovery will begin or can begin when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic sharing experience, strength, and hope. And, uh, you know, it, and I want to point out that it says it begins, recovery begins. It doesn't say that's all that has to happen. Uh, it, it says that that's when it begins. And it doesn't say it has to happen in a meeting. It, it doesn't say it has to happen at a speaker meeting. It, it just says it begins. And it, it's, I think, a lot more uh, common that, recovery begins when it's shared one-on-one. -on -one. And then we're t it says it's, we're sharing experience, strength, or, and hope. And, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, uh, maybe a little too rigid about this, but, you know, I'd like for that to read recovery begins when somebody explains the necessity of a spiritual experience, you know. But I, I think a, a newcomer's not going to hear it uh, if, if you share it like that. Uh, very easy. They're, they're, they need to hear uh, how it worked in your life, my experience, uh, what it was like, what, how, I, how I ate and how I struggled with this disease and how I tried to overcome it. I, I had a talk to somebody the other day that said they were struggling with their food and I was able to say, well, if you're powerless, why are you struggling? You know, if I'm, uh, I, I wouldn't get in the, in the boxing ring with Muhammad Ali because he'd whip my butt. You know, so if I'm if I'm uh, if I am powerless, what I need to do is stop struggling and surrender. So I'm sharing my experience and my strength. When I'm sharing my strength, my strength is that uh, that I have a power greater than myself. My strength isn't that I've become a better boxer uh, or a better fighter 
my my strength is that I have surrendered and asked for help from uh, from a power that's stronger than me that that can uh, deal with the uh, with this disease and all its aspects. And that's also my hope. My hope is that that recovery is possible. Recovery, there is a solution. The promise that's a, that's a title to a chapter. There is a solution. That's hope. My my hope is that uh, that I can remain in that recovery, remain in that uh, uh, ego reduced place that says uh, there is, there is a God and I'm not it. And uh, so there's so much in that last sentence uh, that that reaches out to me when I stop and take it apart that uh, I needed to pick it apart. So anyway, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Appreciate the time. And thank you so much, Craig F. Okay, Brianna, I don't have your first initial to your last name. It's your turn. Brianna? Well, perhaps Brianna's having a hard time with the uh, technology. Who would like to close up? Oh, I did it. I unmuted. Good, good, good for you. Yay! What's your first Um, initial to your last name? S. As in okay, Sam. yes. Okay, got it. Go ahead, dear. Great. Okay. Um, Brianna S. in New Jersey, gratefully recovered. Thanks so much to everybody who makes this meeting possible. Um, oh, okay. So this is my first time sharing, so I'm a little nervous. Um, but I just, oh, God, the more recovered I, recovery and recovered that I experience, you know, and I just think about this passage, how could it not grow? How, you know, I could not hold it back, the growth of this program and what God's done in my life because the happiness that I'm experiencing I um, and the love and the connection that I feel for my brothers and sisters, you know, all of us as God's children, it just naturally flows out from me um, and it just bleeds into every aspect of my life and it's just it's amazing. I came in looking for a solution to my food problems, and I found a solution to my life problems, you know. Um, I, it's, just, uh, it's just amazing, and it's a miracle, and I, I see it grow everywhere in my life, you know, from my interactions with my children or my husband or, you know, general society. Um, it's, it's amazing where the message gets carried into who hears it. You know, I went out to lunch the other day and I was just sharing my experiences, right? Talking about my life and how, you know, life, God and program have changed me. And um, one of the women I, you know, in my opinion, which is all that it is, I thought she might, you know, hear the message because I thought she's a compulsive eater. And, you know, I, I made a bunch of you know, assumptions in my head. And the woman afterwards who actually talked to me and asked me about the program was genuinely interested. No problem with food. She said, does it work for people who don't have a problem with food? And I'm like, absolutely. It's a way of life. Um, It can work for everybody. And, um, but I never know who God wants the message carried to. And um, I never know in what I say, who's going to hear it. And it's just really, really beautiful beautiful when I sit back and I relax and I just be myself, be the person that God made me and let everyone who God wants to hear what I have to say, hear it, as well as um, not putting my own expectations on it. And and it's um, it's just such a beautiful process. And I'm just so grateful 
And if you're on the line and you're still in the food and you're still in depression and you're still struggling, stay on because there's something worth here, worth it here. There's something worth hearing. And, um, it's a, it's a tremendous message. So thank you so much. Um, Yay. Okay. And thank you, Brianna. Yes. Thank you so much. We've come to the end. So um, thanks again. And and for everybody, I have a share ID, a five-digit number for this morning, which is Friday, November 17th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 10686. That's 10,686. And I'd like to thank everyone who has shared But please stay with us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Monica T. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Janet. Good morning, everyone. I'm Monica T., recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you than to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until 